So the question is, how does one create, build, and protect and multiply your wealth in a global interconnected economy where change is happening rapidly and constantly and financial markets are rigged to benefit financial institutions and enrich corporate insiders? I've made it my mission to uncover how you can create, protect, and multiply your wealth in any economy and have interviewed the top investors and wealth experts for over three years. I share what I've learned from them and continue to learn on my journey. I'm MC Lobsher, and this is Cashflow Investing Secrets. MC Lobsher, and thank you so much for joining me in another episode of the Cashflow Investing Secrets podcast. This is the show where cash is not king, cashflow is king. The show is brought to you by Swan Bitcoin. It's the best platform to start a savings account for your Bitcoin. Uh, I've looked everywhere and Swan Bitcoin is the best. You could start your Bitcoin savings account at swanbitcoin.com forward slash cashflow ninja. And when you do, you'll get $10 uh, in Bitcoin as a bonus. That's at swanbitcoin.com forward slash cashflow ninja. Everything cashflow ninja is at cashflowninja.com. Podcasts, tools, resources, programs, and my new book, The 21 Based Cashflow Niches. You could grab it at cashflowninja.com or on Amazon. And when you do, uh, pre- please screenshot a proof of your purchase, send it to my team at infocashflowninja.com, and we'll send you a digital version of the book, an audio version of the book, and a curated library of interviews talking about the 21 best cash flow niches and more bonus goodies. I'm also putting as much effort as I possibly can into the newsletters going out weekly. If you haven't signed up for our newsletter, um, I'm dropping uh, value bombs weekly in there. Uh, please sign up for our newsletter at cashflowninja.com. Uh, I'll share some, uh, just a quick story with you. I shared in the past two um, weeks how you can recapture monies that you're unknowingly losing in your personal business and investing economy. And I shared it in two separate emails, two weeks, one, one following another. And there has been, already been a listener that emailed me and said, MC, I just did what you recommended in those emails, and I found $10,000 that I was unknowingly losing every single year that I now can reposition more efficiently and effectively, and just to, to build more wealth quicker. So it, it just, that, that's why I do this. That's why I'm so passionate. That's why I'm mission-driven. I'm purpose-driven. We're really trying to help as many people as we can. The world is nuts. It's about to get much more wilder and nuttier. If you find what we do valuable here, please share it with as many people as you can. Your family, your friends, your coworkers, people in your network. We're really pouring our hearts and souls into this. Uh, to help as many people as we can during this this crazy, crazy time. So in today's show, I want to talk about what your bank will do to you. Before I do that, I want to recap two previous episodes that we did. We talked about the Joe Rogan experience and the lessons that we can learn from that. And the, 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 the core theme of that was censorship. And I shared in that episode that you might not think that you have undesirable opinions or controversial opinions right now, uh, but that could change overnight uh, in the next week or maybe in a couple of months, maybe in the next year. could change very quickly too. Um, And of course, over the past week, 
I'll share an example with you of how you might think uh, there's a there's a concept or an opinion that's fairly it's not controversial or um, undesirable at all that now all of a sudden is positioned as an undesirable opinion or controversial. And that is the concept of freedom. So the um, the trucker protest in Canada and on the U.S. and Canadian border um, has brought out the top players in propaganda, and they've literally gone after freedom. So some of the things, if you go to your favorite search engine, like I use DuckDuckGo, um, and you type that in, you'll see that they are literally trying to reposition and rebrand freedom as this alt-right concept in Canada. They even talked about how people uh, on the alt-right are trying to weaponize the concept of freedom. Um, People that believe in freedom are portrayed as, number one, selfish, and number two, people that um, are not in favor of equality. And of course, if you've listened to the show and everything that we've shared here, we want equality of opportunities for everyone. And that's what the free market provides. We do not believe in the equality of outcomes. There's no participatory trophies for people in the free market. In the free market, everybody gets to play and bring their A game. And how you participate in the free market is you have to find problems that people want to solve. And when you can solve problems for people, and you come up with the best ideas, by the way, to solve those problems for people uh, through your products and services, well, there's financial rewards for that. And what makes the free market so great is there is a diversity of backgrounds, of experiences of knowledge of skill set and capabilities of unique abilities i mean there's i mean everybody can come in and play in the free market and bring your a, a game and guess what you're going to lose more than you're going to win trust me i've lost way more than i've won um but eventually if you find problems that people really want to solve and you bring your best products and services to the, the free market, guess what? You will get financial rewards. No participatory trophies for anyone. But let me get off that rant for a little bit uh, and come back to freedom. So freedom is being demonized, and it will. And I could see that trend continuing, by the way. It's only going to gain steam. You're going to see more and more and more how um, being a person that, that just aspires to have freedom in all areas of their life makes you selfish. We've seen that already in the past two years. It's only going to accelerate. And now it's taken to a whole new level of how you don't believe in equality, which they want you to believe means, you know, you, you don't see everyone as, as amazing human beings in their own right. Right. Uh, which is just absolute, just garbage, but yeah, it's a, uh, this is this is where it's going and that should be dis- that should be disturbing to anyone especially anyone that values freedom and that ind- uh, values individual sovereignty so the other thing that i also wanted to talk about is we did another episode uh talking about the trucking protest in canada so the trucking protest in canada was very very interesting because essentially i mean they're the lifeblood of this, this of any economy as we've We've seen, right? Anything 
uh, and everything in your house has been on a truck at some stage. Uh, so they literally, the, the, the truckers are the blood of, of this economy. And this trucker protest um, really, really is one of the best strategies yet to push back against this great reset world economic Davos uh, agenda. Uh, as I mentioned before, there's a war. The elites are at war with people all over the world, and they are fighting this war through governments uh, and through corporations. So this was a pushback against that and a very, very successful one. In the beginning, I was a little bit skeptical, saying, is this sort of co-opted a little bit? Because supply chains were already under pressure. This, this is just going to, to uh, crush supply chains. Um, but it seemed more and more that it, it, was, it was a popular uprising. And then looking at the reaction of governments, yeah, you could see that this was actually a popular, a popular uprising. Um, I mean, someone at any point in time will, will try and infiltrate this uh, to do something that, that reflects bad on, on these folks. That could happen at any given point in time. Uh, but at the time of recording, of course, we could see, I mean, it's, it's been peaceful. Uh, they've just been partying in the streets of Ottawa uh, just and, and cooking food and sharing food with, with, um, with homeless folks there. So there's, there's, a, there's a lot of stuff going on. Um, but essentially, this, as I shared in that episode, put the Prime Minister of Canada and the Canadian government in a very, very difficult position. Um, and there was really two ways that they could go about it. The first way was they could backtrack slowly, try to save face. Somebody's going to have to take the fall for this. Um, it might even uh, end in the Canadian Prime Minister resigning, by the way. Um, but somebody's going to have to take the fall eventually, but you could, you could backtrack slowly but surely and save face. And a lot of uh, the folks that are in charge of their provinces have done that. Um, so end the mandates, backtrack, and uh, just give this victory to uh, the truckers. The second option would be to double down, go down a really, really dark path. Um, and it seems that that is what they decided to do. They're doubling down and they are taking them down a very, very dark path. As I was writing that episode, I made a note that I wanted to cover, and this is what I'm going to cover in this one, to start with uh, uh, what was happening with a crowdfunding platform called um, GoFundMe. Now, GoFundMe is a crowdfunding platform where you can open an account, you can start or post a cause that you want to raise money for. People can go on there, donate $5, $10, or you know whatever they want to donate. And eventually, you can then allocate those funds to the cause or the charity that you wanted to allocate those funds to. And what GoFundMe essentially did was um, there was over or close to $10 million raised for the truckers on that. They froze that account and then said that they were going to keep the money in any world that means stealing. Um, and they were going to keep the funds and then allocate the funds to charities that they found, uh, you know, that worthwhile, essentially. They're going to give it to whoever they want to give it to. Now, the pushback and the outrage from the public was so, so big. And, and there was also a lot of influencers, a lot of big personalities coming out. Uh, Elon Musk even called these folks professional thieves because that's essentially what they are. 
you're 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 stealing money. Uh, essentially, is what it's co- co- coming down to. Um, so because of that pushback, they said, okay, you know, the, people can get refunds and take the money off, um, and then Give Send Go, a Christian crowdfunding platform, stepped in and said, you know you can raise money for the truckers on our platform and, and we'll make sure it gets to the truckers. So then the money was moved over to, uh, uh, to give us and go and folks were going on there and then donating money to that platform. Now, when I saw what was happening with GoFundMe, I saw uh, the, well, the next couple of dominoes, which would fall because we've already seen it. It starts with the crowdfunding um, freezing funds and so forth. And then the next thing, they will target the individuals involved specifically through banking. Um, and then, of course, financial services. And then, of course, everything that falls under the umbrella of financial services, throw mortgages in there too, right? Stocks, retirement funds, and so forth. And then you could even put crypto exchanges now underneath that if you have accounts on there. That could be frozen too, because a lot of them are KYC, know your customer crypto uh, exchange accounts. And then, of course, everyone that's supporting them would f- face the same fate, you know, have their bank accounts frozen. Basically, they will get debanked, if you want to use that term, financial services, and then everything that falls under that umbrella, stocks, retirement funds, and then uh, mortgages. Uh, and then, of course, you know, crypt- crypto accounts on, ex- on exchanges. Um, so I saw kind of all right, this is happening. That might be the next wave of attack. Um, and the reason why I, I I saw that and I was thinking that way is that already happened in the United States. We already saw that Kyle Rittenhouse, which is a very high profile case, um, he uh, essentially couldn't raise any funds for his defense on GoFundMe. So they targeted him there. He had to go, go to Give, Send, Go too. And then, of course, we had Mike Lindell, uh, the my pillow guy, um, banks came to him and said, "Look, you're uh, this is a this is a risk that we're having you as a client. There's just too much heat. Um, we're going to have to cut ties with him." So he got to bank, and we saw that with um, a sitting president of the United States with two banks canceling him and his organization as a client. Uh, and then after he left office, more banks followed, and now accounting firms. Or cutting ties with him and his organization. Again, regardless who is in office, uh, on which side of the aisle, this is a, it was a sitting president of the United States and a former president of the United States. That should be disturbing to any, any uh, citizen in the United States. Any citizen should be outraged, regardless of your worldview, your paradigm, or your political affiliation. It could be done to anyone then. Um, so essentially, we saw that. And that's why I said, well, this is probably, you know, on the table, if they go down the dark side, and then they invoked, uh, uh, Justin Trudeau invoked the Emergency Powers Act, which I guess is a spinoff of the war- Wartime uh, Powers Act, because we are at war, as we've shared in the show, uh, on many occasions, most folks uh didn't understand it or or didn't realize it yet because it's been covert, it's been psychological, it's been economic, it's the elites through governments and corporations against the people. And now it's all out, out in the open because essentially through the Emergency Powers Act, number one, uh, now give, send, go could face terrorism charges because you're now aiding terrorism, essentially. 
uh, which is the the trucker protest, right? Um, and then, of course, gives and go was hacked. Governments have the best hackers, by the way. They probably have the majority of the hackers. I don't think th- there might be a couple of free, free lo- freelance folks um, that get hired here and there by by other governments and by private corporations. But for most of the time, it's governments. Um, and essentially, they hacked the Give, Send, Go platform and then leaked all of the names of the donors to the truckers, which is all very, very, very disturbing. Um, so the first step, again, was to basically shake up this crowdfunding platform where if you have a cause that falls under the undesirable uh, undesirable opinion umbrella or undesirable cause, uh, they want to make it as hard as possible. And eventually, I mean, just how this has played out, who wants to be in that business? Because it looks like they're coming after you um, if you just look at what happened with the, ha- the hacking, right? Then the second step is the folks that, that are involved, the truckers, they're now getting bank accounts frozen and their business accounts frozen. Um, and then, of course, the, th- uh, the, the, the next step is that financial services are now being frozen. So they're shutting people out of financial services. So what falls under that umbrella? As I've mentioned, you could put, you know, just uh, stock accounts and stock trading accounts, retirement funds, mortgages, um, and then crypto exchange accounts, which 30 crypto exchange accounts have been frozen of of, of truckers. Um, And of course, We've shared on the show before, if you don't have your keys, you don't own your coins, you got to get it off the exchanges into a cold uh, storage uh, wallet. Um, and then, of course, everyone that supported these folks financially are now being targeted too under this act. So if you just financially supported them, then all of a sudden, now your bank account can be frozen, your business account can be frozen, you could be locked out of financial services, stock trading accounts, retirement funds, mortgages, crypto exchange accounts, and, and, and so forth. And of course, the banks and the financial institutions are being protected by the government. So ordinary people just fighting for what they believe in have no recourse again against this. There's no recourse for them. Um, what's going to happen to the money that they have in their banks? Is that just going to be taken? Because uh, they don't call it stealing anymore. They just call it, oh, they're just going to take it, right? Um, so anyway, this is all very disturbing, but this is what's been playing out there. So they went down the to the dark side of it. But it, in, in, you know, in, in big picture, it's out in the open now. So everybody can see what we're dealing with. It's not just, it doesn't sound crazy to, <laughs> to, to just share with folks, listen, we're at, we're at war. No, we could see we're at war. Governments around the world have declared war uh, on essentially on their citizens. Most of the governments, right? Um, so Benito Mussolini uh, essentially called the merger of state and corporate powers fascismo, fascism. So it looks like governments are do, utilizing, I guess is, is the word, utilizing corporations to do the things that they cannot do, which will be illegal for them to do. Um, so we live in very, very, very interesting times, my friends, very interesting times. So this is what, what's happening. It's going down the dark, dark route. Uh, and the title of today's show is Your Bank Will Do This to You. Um, and essentially, the reason why I chose that title is because at some stage, 
anyone and everyone will hold undesirable opinions. That's what happens in an author- authoritarian environment and, and, and government uh, and society. So nobody wants to speak because you cannot say anything eventually uh, without uh, saying something that is uh, undesirable. So eventually this could happen all, all everyone, especially the folks that value freedom, uh, that value uh, individual liberty and sovereignty. So what can you do? So I wanted to share some, some just some thoughts here of what you can do. Since we've now seen it played out, um, I think this is going to happen in most places because it's effective, right? It's very effective. Um, and it's this, it, it, I mean, of course, this is on display. So this are this is making people fearful to see this. They don't want this happening to them. They don't want to have their bank accounts shut down or frozen and, and they lose their funds. Uh, they don't want to be locked out of financial services. They don't want to be locked out of you know crypto exchanges, that kind of stuff. So yeah, I mean, there's it, it brings brings in a lot of fear. But I'm I'm going to share some just some of my best thinking and insights here of solutions because those are the dangers. Here's some of the things that you can do right now so that if this comes, and I in my worldview think that this is coming, if this comes, you'll be prepared. And if nothing happens, you're going to be better off anyway. Uh, so let's talk about money, currency. So that's the that's the, the the main weapon, right? Is if they go after the money, they can essentially destroy anyone. They can economically destroy you. And that's essentially been the game uh, the past two years. So what can you do with regards to money and currency? Well, the first thing is you can have cash on hand, actual physical cash on hand. Uh, how much you want to have on hand, that's all discretionary and up to you. You can have uh, three months, six months, a year. It all depends. It's going to be different for everyone, right? But have cash on hand. Um, you, you have to have some cash on hand if anything uh, like that should happen, or even if there's just a, a banking um, a banking hack, which doesn't give me warm and fuzzy feelings that the IMF and the World Economic Forum, you know, the same cost of characters have been running drills uh, for the past month or so um, of this bank hack that's going to take down the world financial system, essentially, right? Uh, you can look that up too. Um, yeah, that, that doesn't give me warm and fuzzy feelings. So have some cash. On hand anyway. The second thing is anti-fiat. So what I mean by anti-fiat is not is things that are opposite of currency. So gold and silver is an anti-fiat. Have some gold and silver, and don't have it in a bank vault. <laughs> of course not, right? I have it on hand, um, and have only what you want. Basically, would would risk to lose with a custodian. The rest. Keep, just try to to keep it um, keep it in 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 storage uh, where you have access to it. Um, so that's the that's the second thing. Uh, another anti fiat is cryptocurrencies, of course. Now you're going to say MC, but you just said that they froze. I believe it was thirty uh, of the truckers' crypto exchange accounts. Yes, hold some crypto, but take it off of exchanges. When you buy crypto, get it off as quickly as possible, as quickly as possible, and put the, that crypto into cold storage and have more than one wallet, uh, uh, cold storage wallet. Don't just have one 
uh, have 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 a number of them. Uh, so that's one way how you can essentially decentralize from a money and currency standpoint. Cash on hand, still tied to the value, obviously, of the, the currency that you hold. Gold and silver. Gold's been money for centuries. Silver is, uh, is one of the most uh, undervalued commodities probably on the planet right now. Um, and then crypto. Have some crypto. Don't have it all in one wallet. Have it in cold storage. And of course, protect your keys, not your keys, not your coins. Even if it's your own wallet, if you lose your keys, it's not your coins. So that's essentially what you can do from a currency and money standpoint. What can you do from a banking standpoint? You know, that's a, that's a tough one because uh, you can, you can essentially, essentially debank yourself uh, just by following the decentralization strategies with regards to money and currency. But what do you do with, uh, you know, from a, from a, from a cash flow management standpoint, I utilize, of course, a dividend-paying whole life insurance policy with a mutual insurance company. Mutual insurance companies much different than stock companies, but a completely different universe. Uh, you are actually the shareholder in the company, and the companies manage on behalf of the shareholders, which is the policy holders. Now, how would that play out? I mentioned financial services is a place where they can target. How it comes to stock companies, I could easily see things happening and shaking out there. Mutual insurance companies, a little bit different, a little bit different. Uh, the policyholders are the owners of the company and the, the people running the company are managing it on behalf of the policyholders. So it's a little bit of a different, a different animal uh, than stock companies. So if you do utilize that strategy, that's what I do. Um, you want to have it with a mutual insurance company. You're going to see a lot of shakeups with stock companies, uh, stock insurance companies. You're already seeing it. Um, so that's what I would do from a cash flow management standpoint. Uh, so we covered money and currency. We covered banking a little bit. Uh, and then, of course, um, you know, just on the banking side, I know there's going to be crypto folks listening to this and said, well, you can essentially hold cryptocurrencies on your cold storage wallets and stake them, uh, do some, some yield farming and lending on decentralized exchanges. Yes, you can. So you can also utilize that as a cash flow management uh, strategy. Of course, of course. Skill involved, knowledge involved, capability involved, uh, a lot of uh, education needs to happen before you should do that. Dude, of course, don't do anything ever or put your money in anything that you don't understand. Um, I know that goes without saying for our audience. Um, and then the third thing that I'm going to cover is debt. Now, if you look at what's happening in the economy on the debt side, the debt markets uh, are about to blow. Uh, there's actually an insider from uh, one of the rock, uh, uh, the one of the the stones of the rocks, whether it's Black Rock or Blackstone, uh, that essentially just said that we are at the peak of the debt, uh, the debt bubble, uh, that which is about to pop. Now, debt, of course, falls under uh, financial services too, right? So here's some scenarios to think about: What debt do you have that might get called pretty quickly? Let's just say they close a credit card account or. Um, freeze a credit card account, but there's a balance on there. Do you have enough to just pay that? Um, what about mortgages? That's a big one. What if you have a mortgage outstanding, and then all of a sudden the financial institution 
uh, then calls their mortgage. Do you, do you have, number one, liquidity, or number two, another asset which you could sell relatively quickly to cover the mortgage? That, you know, that, that's a big thing to think about. And of course, you know, as I always do, I share with you the good, the bad, and the ugly, and I share with you my best insights and ideas. These are things to think about right now. Um, and if you don't, there are other options, of course, right? Uh, what about cars? Do you have any car payments? car loans. Do you have liquidity or an asset that can be sold to purchase and just or just to pay off a car loan? Um, think, definitely things to think about. And then, of course, you might say, well, I don't have the liquidity or I don't have an asset that I could sell to pay off mortgages, to pay off cars, to pay off credit cards. Um, what can I do? Well, there's private lending institutions and there's private lenders out there that could potentially be very interested in a, a borrower with a great payment history, a great credit, um, and that shows uh, that they, uh, they will uh, repay that capital. So there's options. I mean, you have, to, you have to think of all these things. And I know I'm, I'm kind of roughing you a little bit, but I'm just sharing with you my best thinking and insights. And this is how I look at it. What could potentially happen? What do you need to do to position yourself, to take care of yourself and your family and your business and your investments. This is what you need to sit down and think about, right? Um, and this is what I do. I do this every day for an hour, call it thinking time. Um, and I just, I look at all the dangers and then I look at strategies of how to position uh, myself and my family and my business and my investments um, in this crazy environment that we're in um, and with all these threats coming. Um, and once you do that too, you're going to see a plethora of opportunities, right? There's already, if you go through just some of these ideas that I've shared, there's opportunities for entrepreneurs in here already to start businesses um, and have products and services to, in some way, shape, or form, bring some of these solutions to people. Um, but anyway, those are just, I would say the three areas is, is money and currency. How can you decentralize yourself that if a worst case scenario happens that uh, it doesn't even need your bank account to be frozen or your business account. It could just be a bank hack. The banking system might just go down. Uh, anything and everything could happen. How do you look then? Do you have some cash on hand? Do you have some gold and silver? Do you have some crypto uh, distributed in several wallets, uh, in cold storage wallets? Um, what does is, what is the banking side look like? Uh, is your money in just in the banking system? Is it out of it in a mutual insurance company? Uh, could you use a crypto cash flow management system if you have the knowledge, the skill, and the capability to do that? And then third, think about debts that you have. How quickly can you repay that? Can you repay that? If you cannot, what options are there? What do I need to explore? What do I need to learn about right now when there's still time that if something happens and I do need to repay debt, where can I borrow money from or what could potentially happen? Uh, so play all those things out. But this is, some of the, this is some of the ideas and insights that I wanted to share on the show. If you find this valuable and powerful, please share with as many people as you can. Everything Cashflow Ninja is at cashflowninja.com. Uh, I really, really, really want to thank you for supporting what we're doing here and spreading the word to as many people as possible. Um, and of course, don't forget to grab a copy of my book, The 21 Best Cash for Niches, 
on Amazon and available at cashflowninja.com. Until next time, live infinitely. If you are interested in learning more about cash flow investing, I have compiled the 21 best cash flow investing strategies I have come across studying millionaires and billionaires for two decades and interviewing over 500 successful investors and wealth experts. You can grab the 21 cash flow investing strategy secrets at 21cashflowinvestingsecrets.com. That's 21, the number, cashflowinvestingsecrets.com.